Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do it. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, December 29th edition. I'm joined by Matt Riddle. Matt, what did you think of our poster this week? The the poster was... Uh, UFC 2 Bro 7. Yeah, I thought it was pretty legit. It reminded me of the old school UFC video game with uh, Bruce Buffer in it. Really? Yeah, you remember that where Bruce Buffer was like a karate expert and he would fight in his suit? Do you remember that part? I don't. I he, don't. he was an unlockable character in like the first or like second UFC game ever. Those were garbage though. What's that? Those were garbage though. The Pride game was okay, but every time he locked on a submission, the fight was over. Yeah, well, I, I like the Pride game. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the Pride. I like the uh, a couple of the UFC games on PS3 when THQ was doing it. EA made a pretty good one this year. I was surprised by that because their first couple, I hated them. I hated them. I believe it. I'll be honest. They, EA you, MMA is still the one with Fedor and Randy Couture and like Brett Rogers. Oh, that star-studded lineup still the best one to date. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Trash physics. Trash physics. Um, the, first- the, the striking physics were top-notch. And uh, I would even say the grand pound physics. The jujitsu and takedowns were not as good as they should yeah. have been. I was going to say, Bobby Lashley shooting from one side of the cage to the other to take down Fedor was like, uh, maybe but, he could. but That's what he would have to do in that fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Remember when he was trying to get that battle? He might win that fight today. Who knows? Uh, Fedor almost got beat by Fabio Maldonado. Oh! Well, I know you weren't up at, like, 5 in the morning to watch this. I wasn't either. I wake up today, and I visit Fightful.com, and I looked at the Ryzen results. Ooh. Mirko Krokop knocked the living shit out of King Mo. I believe it. Krokop's a heavyweight, like a legit heavyweight. Just pieced him up with a nice combo. Put him And out. the thing about Krokop, the thing about certain strikers, it's like they're literally good at like two things, like stopping takedowns and throwing punches and kicks. And it's like Krokop's Krokop's one of those guys, but he's really good at getting back up to his feet. And he's athletic. Fortunately for him, the ref let him get back up to his feet. But I mean, there was no activity. There was no activity going on there. How do you feel about that as as a wrestler? Uh, well, you got to stay active. If you're not passing guard or getting man or taking back or if you're not attacking submissions, then I don't know. Like if you're not like literally doing damage with ground and or attacking position and submissions. How can they like not stand you up? You know, so that's how that's how I look at it. 
of you may notice our show today, it's not members only, anything like that. I figured we're talking UFC 207 on this show a little bit, so it wouldn't make a lot of sense for us to keep this members only until after UFC 207. So here we are. But Matt, what do you, what do you got going on tonight? You're going to Boston? You're going to Massachusetts? Going to Wrestle for Beyond. I believe it's called Party Animals is the name of the card. I am wrestling uh, Team Tremendous, which is a team of uh, Dan Barry and Bill Carr. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, And I'm tagging with Chuck O'Neill, other mixed martial arts prodigy. How do you feel about tag matches? Because you seem like the type of guy, like your style is maybe built more for one-on-one, but how do you like tag matches? You know, I, I'm a one-on-one kind of guy. I don't even like the four-ways or the triple threats too much, to be honest. I like I like a good uh, one-on-one match. The tag match isn't as bad. It depends on who you're wrestling and who the ref is and how that all goes. Like Because there's supposed to be like double-team spots and moves, but they're only supposed to be in the ring a certain amount of time. And, like, and let's be honest, like, if I want to get in the ring and, like, beat somebody up, like, is the ref really going to stop me? So it's, like, you know, like, I, that's why I don't like tag matches. Like, the the rules are, like, kind of stupid. And, like, how I get, like, we'll just watch my buddy get beat up, you know? Speaking speaking of rules, myself and Shane Helms doing a podcast tomorrow about some of the rules that confuse people in pro wrestling. Look out for that on Fightful.com, you guys. I got to say, Matt, you doing a podcast in China isn't the only sacrificing here. You made me wake up at the crack of 10 a.m. Yeah. 10 a.m., Matt. I mean, what is this hell I'm living in? It's not 4 a.m. China time, but 10 a.m., you know, can, you know, uh, Washington, D.C. time. Uh, well, to be fair, when I thought you lived in Washington, I thought you lived in Washington State. That'll happen. That will happen. I got some friends in D.C. though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an early guy. You seem like you. I mean, you're really. You're way more disciplined though. Like, is that something you're used to getting up early? Or are you a night owl? I am. I have no real sleep pattern. Sometimes I'm up from 2 o'clock in the morning till, you know, like 5 o'clock at night, and then I pass back out. Or sometimes, I, you know, like I've been traveling so much, my sleep pattern's just askew. I get sleep when yeah. I get sleep. You know, when I have to do stuff, I'm awake doing stuff, you know. I actually saw something that came across my Facebook feed that you were tagged in. I think it was your wife who was like, He's still on the China schedule, and you were knocked out in the middle of the day. It was. It was How's that affecting you? It, it was after, you know, the Christmas dinner, you know, Christmas lunch, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, yeah, you know, had the itis, and uh, the, ki- the kids had an exciting day of opening gifts at our house early, and then we went over to my aunt's house, and et cetera, et cetera, so... You know, I, I was just a little tired, and I'm still, and I was still catching up because you know, even when I came back, I was, uh, I was just busy. You know, I wrestled and I was traveling, and then had the Flow Sports documentary, and then went to London and California, and then this was the first week I actually had to relax, so I tried to sleep. And everybody, you know, let's take a picture of Matt, posted on Facebook. Speaking of uh, that documentary, they released a little mini documentary that actually featured you on this show. Uh, what was that process like for you? What do you? Oh, uh, you're talking about the one you're, in China. Uh, yeah, you're big in China. Saying that, that, that was a fun watch. That was that was great. Kenny Johnson's the man I was rooming with him the entire time. He did a documentary not just on me being there, but the other fighters and. The whole process of uh, us getting MMA on, you know, national television in China and doing doing all that. So, but that that was a great experience. Kenny's the man. He he knows what he's doing, and uh, 
premium, premium work. At high demand, Matt, we are bringing back news stories. We didn't have any last week. We do this week. I'm excited. Let's let's see what we got. A girl who wanted a pony for her birthday was told it was too expensive. And her parents got her a cow instead. How would you feel if you were a child, a teenager, you asked for a pony and they got you a cow? Well, I mean, the cow is kind of cost effective. I mean, if being a kid, I mean, I'd probably be upset because it's like you're going to kill my gift sooner than later, you know? But at, but at the same time, it's like kid wanted a pony. A cow's pretty legit. I would say I would be happy. Livestock is livestock, you know. It's like, hey, I want a, I want a pig. You get a goat. I'm still pretty stoked about that goat. Yeah, you know? but I mean, you want to ride around the the horse. I would imagine you can't. I mean, I guess you could ride a cow. Oh, well, you could ride it. You can ride a cow, and if you're just a little girl, you can totally. You ever ridden a cow? I personally never ridden a cow. But I would imagine you could, and you could definitely teach it to allow you to ride it. Listen, Matt, I live in Kentucky, and never in my life have I seen somebody ride a cow. Maybe it happens. I don't know. I'm not exactly a country guy. Okay. There's a farm right over there. I think if somebody buys you a cow, and it's your pet, and it's in your yard, and you, like, pet it, and clean it, and feed it, I think eventually you might gain its trust as long as you're a good owner. And it might let you ride it. I'm not saying, you know, it's going to be a first-time encounter. You know. People keep saying my audio is messed up. I feel like your audio is a little messed up, too. It's a little raspy. Hmm. Well, while I fixed this, Matt. Yes. Let's see what we got here. I saw my match with Cody Rhodes from Hog Wrestling. Pretty decent, pretty good stuff. Get audio now. Oh, that sounds really good. I apologize, you guys, about uh, the audio. That audio. Well, you know, I thought it was like my microphone and it was like my headset. So I was like, hey, I'll let this, you know, I'll just translate to the back. Hey, it's it's okay, guys. Uh, for those of you who just joined us, I might edit this. I might change it. I don't know. I really liked us talking about cows. So, I think I think there's plenty of stuff. This was a big week, Christmas week. Yeah, Carrie Fisher died. I wasn't a big Star Wars guy. I've never watched it. That's, Did you see that Princess Leia died? I didn't. That's big, big time. Man, your head's been in the sand, Matt. Hey, I got three kids and it's Christmas time. Of course, I, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Good point. Plus, you know, plus I, you know, got some gifts. Got like an Amazon gift card. That was oh, did you? That was pretty legit from the mother-in-law. Got some. Uh, that was that was about it. Got some, you know, got some other gift cards like to Target and stuff. Nothing, nothing too crazy. But yeah, bought some uh, bought some video game stuff and uh, a hat. I got my wife a gun. Got her a gun. I don't even. And a mic- I don't even. And a like, I don't even like having knives in my house. That's my wife. I don't either. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a weapons hey. guy, but. You know, we don't spend a ton of time apart, so she's worried about the San Antonio trip. So I was like, okay, I'll get you a gun. How about that? All of a sudden, she's cool with it. So there you go. When do you get into San Antonio, Matt? When? I don't know. I haven't got my flight information for that date yet. I know I'm going to – dude, why don't you fly up to Submission Underground afterwards on the 29th? I can probably get you in backstage there. Was that I'm grappling there? I can be like, yeah, this is my corner man, Sean Ron. Well, I'll be at the Royal Rumble that day. Oh, bigger event, bigger event. 
I would love to be at Submission Underground. I think, no, I can, I'd rather I'm, be at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would rather be at the Royal Rumble. I'm not a big live wrestling guy. Like I could, I don't give a shit. I'd rather watch it from a screen. But the Royal Rumble is one of those things like I've always wanted to go to. You know? Yeah, me dude, me too. Rumbles, Rumbles on the bucket list. One day you might be in the Rumble. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, why do you even go when I could just be part of it? So I might as well just wait, be part of the Rumble, be part of WrestleMania. And be like, yeah, I never went as a fan because I'm a star, <laughs> you know. From a shoot perspective, how would the Royal Rumble play out? Would like these big behemoths be that hard to eliminate, or could an amateur wrestler come and double leg them and maybe dump them over the top? I think I think the Royal Rumble, depending on how many people get in there, what strategies people actually use. The best strategy would be like form a team. And eliminate, like, maybe get, like, four people to, like, form a team. And then, like, the second anybody goes in the ring, just eliminate them one at a time. And yeah. then do a fatal four-way. That'd be the, that would be the smartest, most ideal thing. Uh, big guys, the thing with big guys is sometimes they're really big and athletic. But sometimes they're also, like, clumsy. You know? And, like, you'll see yeah. them, like, just fall over. So it's, like... A big show is huge, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure if, like, me and three other guys, like, shoot, lift his legs up, I doubt he has the athletic ability to, like, pull a maneuver to, like, stop us. You know? Well, like, I feel like a guy like, you know, like, even a Kofi Kingston, you could, like, launch him over, and he might just take, like, a back bump on his back and, like, like hopscotch, you know, like, one-footed over and be like only one foot touch. But like, what do you think of that rule? Because by by that notion, you could just run, get outside the ring, and hop around on one foot. So I don't know how I feel about that rule. Well, you I know also you it. also have to go over the top rope, so you can also just yes. go under the bottom rope and walk around on two feet. Yeah, I never liked that rule. That I mean, I get it. You're you gotta. You got to keep your, your over-the-top rope rule because that's the appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I used to, like, clothesline my cousin over the back of the couch, and I'd be like, too bad, bitch, you're eliminated. See, like, the, the thing is, that's the thing with the shoot rumble. It's hard to, like, make a faction, too. So, like, you'd just probably be, like, tooth and nail right off the go. But I think big guys, everybody would team up on big guys. You'd have to. I remember <laughs> – when we had like 15 people in for a grappling day or something, we got a small team in a small town. We did like a shoot battle Royal grappling where you could go over the top in the boxing ring or submit. And it was such a cluster. Well, you never did that again. Yeah. I will, but, uh, I will say this rumble situations. Like even if you go to a wrestling gym, pro wrestling, amateur, whatever, if you throw everybody on the mat and tell them to go at it, it's Injury City. Have you been in any Battle Royals? I mean, I get the feeling that you you probably haven't been in a ton of them yet because no, you're you're a pretty good singles commodity, and I, usually they do that with people they don't have a lot of stuff for. I avoid the Battle Royals and the Royal Rumbles. I've been in like like maybe like one or two four ways, <clears throat> maybe one or two triple threats. Shane Helms told us that the independent battle royal is the most dangerous match you can be in because there are some people that can't work that are in there. There are some usually some training students in there to get eliminated, and you always got to watch yourself in there. So you haven't been in one, have you? I have not. I have not been in a top rope elimination contest. Interesting. It is. You've got no experience, Matt. No experience. Hopefully my first experience is a successful experience. Maybe I just I do one or two and I'm like maybe like the first time I do a Royal Rumble or Battle Royal is the Royal Rumble and I just win it. Twenty eighteen. Hey, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. You know? Would you be able to do that in twenty eighteen? Like does your flow slam WWE contract like it's multi year, right? It is multi year, but 
there's always I can always leave if you know. Oh wow. Well, I mean, I know that they do have like a loose affiliation with the WWE, so I would imagine yeah. that's they're the you know like I can't just be like hey guys, Ring of Honor's offering me a sweet deal. Yeah. So is it just like WWE, pretty much? Yeah. WWE. Interesting. But like, I can like work everywhere else for the most part. They're really flexible. I have a good relationship with Sal and Gabe and everything else. Like, and they have a pretty good relationship with TNA, WWE. They have, you know, they have a good relationship with everybody. So it's like I feel like I could work anywhere I really wanted to, if you know it was a good opportunity. You know, interesting. Those yeah. contracts, interesting. Like, we had Kenny Omega come out this week and say, ahead of New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom 11, which we will have live coverage of January 4th at 3 a.m. Eastern. He said that wrestling's headed towards a monopoly, and I can kind of see that, but also, I mean, we're in a stage today, 15, or right after WCW closed, a place like WWN Live would not have been able to offer people contracts. Like, and we're at that stage now where pe- they can and are, and they're getting good talents like yourself under contract. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that, that monopoly claim? Because you got TNA, you got Ring of Honor, you've got New Japan, you've got, uh, you've got uh, WWN. There, there are well, quite a few places to work. I, this is this is the thing. I, I don't think there's a monopoly other than the WWE. You know, like that's still a monopoly. But like, but they're even branching out with their NXTs and 205 Live. Like, they're still making more brands. So it's really not too bad because they're still building on what they already have onto the WWE brand. And then like, there's New Japan. There's all the leagues like Progress and IPW and all these leagues in the UK that are selling out huge venues. And wrestling's just really big, and it's happening all the time. You know, I love the changes. I I like the idea of Flow Slam. I hope it can work out because it's a cool concept. I like it being able being able to go to one place for several indie uh, indie uh, promotions. I agree. I hope I hope uh, you know more people, more uh, promotions get on it. What other weird news do we have here? I'm scrolling down. Ooh, witchcraft has been banned from football games, soccer games in Africa. After bizarre coincidences, freak out players and referees. Matt, have you ever experienced witchcraft in the cage or the ring? No. No. Never? Never. No witchcrafts. I'm shocked just to hear myself say no witchcraft because I would have assumed I would have uh, hit some witchcraft by this point in the game. Well, you aren't wrestling enough wizards, apparently. You know, that's my thing. You know how I am. Pirates, wizards, astronauts. Like, there's, like, nothing. Like, and the thing is, I have nothing against these people. They can do cool stuff. I'm just saying, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, your styles, we, we don't mesh. I don't want to do it. Oh, man. An astronaut. You wouldn't wrestle an then astronaut. Again, then again, I'm wrestling Dan Barry, and he's like in Bill Carr, and they're like an officer. They're officers. Yeah. They do like a do whole they, cop gimmick. They like wear Hawaiian. Do they have like the heavy flashlights that feel like they can cave somebody's skull in? No, they they like uh, like it's more like uh, Dan Barry's like an undercover cop in like Miami. So he wears like board shorts. With, like, a Hawaiian t-shirt and a tank top. And, like, he's the one on Holy Foley that was teaching uh, Noel how to wrestle. You watched Holy Foley? Well, do you watch it? Have you? I've never watched a minute of it. Oh, okay, yeah, I've watched it. I'm in the business. I'm I'm in the business, bro. (laughs) I make my living off this business. I watch things like Holy Foley. I apologize. I'm just... 
No, it's nothing. I'm nothing to be ashamed of. I'm watch not trying Total to. Divas. I, I watch it all. I gotta stay up to date. The only thing I haven't been watching, to be honest, is the actual wrestling and content in the WWE. <laughs> and it's nothing against the actual wrestling. It's I hate the promos on that show. I wish they did like like an all wrestling show. A couple like quick promos or shoot thing, whatever backstage encounters, and then like they should have like a talk show every week, and then they can use highlights of the talk show. You know that'd be pretty sick. Have you seen Talking Smack on the WWE Network? It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen bits and pieces, and from what I've seen, they do great work, and you know they get they get gold. If if I were you, I would watch Raw and SmackDown. Well, I'd watch SmackDown's okay, but Raw I'd watch via YouTube just when it gets up there. Like they put up those two or three. I, I got clips. I got the Hulu's. Ah, okay. So I'll just watch it there. I get you know, but I'm I'm busy. I got to go to you know Boston and Chicago today, so probably not happening. I, got, I have some friends that'll be at that Chicago show. Oh yeah, the AA Dubs. Yeah, they claim that they're going to start a Fightful podcast chant. I think I saw that on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, some Fightful friends are going to be there at at Chicago. I wish I – I'd like to hit up one of these shows sometime. I just – I'm not – you, you don't even know. You don't even understand what you're missing. It's. A, I mean, I've been to wrestling before, Matt. No, no. The Indies <laughs> – when's the last time you've been to like a big indie show? A big indie show? Big indie show. Maybe I haven't been to a big No, indie you show. haven't. They're different. They're so different. They're different than like the 75 to 150 people at like the normal house show, you know? Like, like, like a- hey, buddy. AEW will probably bring in like six to like 800 people. And, hey. and it'll be at like a bar. People will be drinking, chanting outrageous things, going hard in that pocket, wanting to see strong style or flippy shit or whatever style wrestling, you know. And it's it's a good time. And same thing with like PWG, and the same thing with like Beyond. Like tonight, like that's going to be in Boston where there's no guardrail or anything, and the crowd's up on the ring just banging on it, like getting involved. So it's like it's a good time. Yeah, I, I definitely want to hit one of those up. Uh, I, they I guess, they I mean, don't do that stuff in Kentucky. But hey. Well, they don't do shit in Kentucky because you got to be regulated and licensed. But I did draw 250 at the Aberdeen River Park. Thumbs up right there. That's good stuff. You And about, and about 40 at Portsmouth High School. That place is a dump. Wow. A dump. That's what happens when you go to dumps, bro. Well, I mean, it's also what happens when you book a bunch of shitty wrestlers on a show. So, hey, either way, yeah, I I will hit up one of these shows. I'm hoping I can make it in for that 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 show on the 28th, the one uh, the day of. I was scheduled for something, but I'm going to see if I can maybe move that part around. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make try to make an appearance there. Try to make an appearance. Watch my my dude Matt wrestle in Texas. Yeah. You're going to try to make an appearance. Yeah, I might. You know, I'm verified on Twitter, Matt. Verified people on Twitter can't just be I'm, everywhere I'm, talking to old people. I'm verified as well. You are. Bruh. Uh, we might be the only two verified people at that event. No, there's other. The exact saber <laughs> will be there. there be a, is he verified? Let's see. Oh, yeah. he's There's a, there's a Zach Saber verified account for sure. I'm gonna make sure. He is he is verified. Confirmed. Confirmed. So he's confirmed. He is confirmed and verified. So <laughs> we got some other stuff to talk about. Some news stories from the world of MMA. Kane Velazquez was pulled from his fight with Fabricio Verdum this weekend. Kane, not Kane. Yeah. The guy with so the guy with brown pride tattooed across his chest. Yeah, that's the guy. Nice so, guy. Nice guy. Uh, also, also as it turns out, a really dumb guy, because he went on the interview circuit and said, 
yeah, my back is really messed up. I've got to have surgery the week after my fight. By the way, I've been smoking a lot of weed to dull the pain. And Nevada said, uh, see you, buddy. You're out of this fight. Can you believe he did that? Well, I can believe he needs surgery and he's been smoking weed. I believe those two things. I do too. I just can't believe that if he really wanted to fight that he would say them publicly. Yeah, I don't know why he would say anything like that publicly. It's weird. So Fabricio Verdum was like, I'll fight anybody. And the UFC was like, cool, we got Junior Dos Santos. He'll fight you Friday. Then Verdum was like, well, I'll fight anybody for a cut of the pay-per-view revenue, $800,000, and an immediate title shot. (laughs) Do you think he asked for a little too much, or do you think that's justified? Mm. I think anything's justified. He's a big name. He's one of the main reasons why people bought tickets to that card. He's on a rise. He's probably next in line for a title shot, I would imagine, if he does win a fight against anybody, really. You know? He also apparently turned down a fight in Brooklyn with Alistair Overeem. He just wasn't... He lost out on this fight and then just started to turn down fights left and right. It's kind of weird. It's been a week now. We actually broke the news of Chris Cyborg failing her... or being notified of a potential USADA violation on uh, on our show. And she's blaming it on she's blaming it on a lot of things. A, a week later, how do you feel about that situation? The UFC just made a 145 division that already isn't going to have anybody in it. Now it may not have Cyborg in it for a year or two. Well, I feel bad for Cyborg, but at the same time, it's like you, you, she knew how, where everything was going, where like the cards are lying. You know, like, even if, like, it's a big opportunity, and I think she, you know, she just dropped the ball, you know. I I think that's it. You know, I don't know what she's blaming it on, if she was taking some pills for, you know, like all these other guys are taking pills for, you know. I think it's, I think it's a diuretic. I, like... I've been covering another aspect. I've been special. I'm working on a pretty big story, and I haven't been able to focus as much on this Chris Cyborg situation. Uh, they haven't officially revealed the substance, but um, Cyborg's team like immediately responded and said she was under medical supervision because of difficulties with her previous weight cut. Dana White came out and said, "Why didn't you tell us that? Why didn't you let us know that you were sick and if you were having trouble?" But he also said. It makes a lot of sense why she was turning down all these fights that I was offering her. Uh, Jermaine Durandamy, Holly Holm, she kept on turning down fights, and he said, now it makes a lot of sense why she was doing that. She probably knew that she was going to piss hot. Yeah, well, exactly. You know? Did you you know that you were going to piss hot during any of your tests? The one in Calgary... I took that on such short notice. I was, I was training people in Texas, and you know, like I, my hand was broken. I hadn't even been cleared for my hand. You know, like I got offered the fight. I drove up to Vegas, went to the doctor. The doctor cleared me. I said yes to the fight, and I fought that weekend. I got cleared like that Monday of that fight. He got all my medical work Tuesday, Wednesday. It was tra- I was already training down in Texas, trained a little more in Vegas. Got to Calgary, drove up there with my brother. My one corner man couldn't get in. Mark Beecher couldn't get into the country. He had to use Sean Jordan's like friends from uh, LSU. I just used his buddies that held pads for him. A couple nice guys. Uh, and, yeah, that that's how that – and then I beat Chris Clemens, you know. So you know, it was a terrible show. A terrible show. Hey, no. I'm, hey, my match was good. It was. It was, and I like Chris too. Uh, best part of the shoot. best part of the show, bro. Me and Chris Clemens killed it. It was. You got submission of the night that night. Did you get that bonus? I did. I did. I got all that. And then three months later, Canada was like, "You failed a drug test," and I was like, "Well, I have a license." 
And they're like, okay, cool. And then the UFC is like, no, that's not cool. You can't just have a license for medical marijuana. So then, how dare you? You can have a license for TRT right now, but you can't have a license. You know, I don't even think you need a license. You just need a doctor's note, whatever. But yeah, so uh, yeah, but uh, but Calgary didn't punish me. The UFC didn't punish me. Then I, you know, fought Sean McGuire. Then I fought Shay Mills, and I quit like three weeks out before that fight. And I peed hot, pissed hot for that fight. Didn't see that coming. So. Whatever. Interesting. But yeah. Interesting. I always wondered how, like, because I remember, I actually remember you taking an interview one time and saying, I'm just not going to do any short notice fights because then I won't piss hot. And mm. it's funny because if that happened today, things might be a lot different. I, you know, I don't think so. I think, I think uh, the stigma of marijuana is gone away a lot just in the past few years i i don't i think it depends on who you are like and i think you know i i really think it depends on who you are and what you stand for and like i feel like the ufc didn't like they didn't like what i stood for and they didn't like the ride i was on like i was literally on a four-fight win streak and i was like i'll be honest, i feel like i would have probably made it to the top five top like I would have made some noise you know yeah. and I think they didn't want that they didn't like what I stood for you know because you know I don't know I feel like I was just I'm not the right guy I, I wasn't the guy they wanted to be pushing that image especially with Budweiser as a sponsor or Bud Light whatever and yeah I just feel like and they wanted TRT I did there's just a lot of things I was vocal about and you know, so I feel like, you know, if you're you're already the champ, then yeah, they have to kind of deal with you. But if you're not, and yeah. you're an up and comer like four and zero, and then you're fucking up, that yeah, they'll just shit can you. And not even like up and comer, if you think about it. Like I started off my career three and zero in the UFC, then was five and one, and then I was what I ended up nine and three at the end. With multi like two fight of the nights and submission of the night, so it's like yeah. I was I was always looking forward to your fights towards that that end. You had that really good run at the end, and I would look forward like when I would see your name on the card, I'd be like, "Hell, Matt Riddle's fighting!" Yeah. Ooh, forgot to bring this one up. Guys, been there's around a, for like four fucking years, five years. <laughs> there's a rumored, rumored now. Cause, so if somebody takes this and puts it online and they're like should WhatsApp reported no I didn't it's a rumored cast list for the next ultimate fighter our boy Gerald Harris is on there he told me that it's not confirmed but the name I really want to talk about that is rumored and on there Junie Browning stop I swear well, well Gerald Harris if he was on the show that would be good yes Junie Browning, oh, that's just gonna be sad. You know what it's gonna be? It's like, and it's this. I hope this isn't taken the wrong way. What I'm about to say, but I believe his name was Mickey Burnett. When they brought him back, they brought him back for uh, UFC. When they brought like Matt Serra, Shoney Carter, they brought all like the legends back. Yeah, they brought season four. Yeah, I think it was Mickey Burnett and. The guy was like a boxer, then an MMA fighter. He partied really hard. He abused some, you know, he abused some drugs. And, like, bro, you know, like, it, Father Time took its toll, and you could see that. And it was just like, oh, like, fuck, you know? And then, yes. like, I feel like you're going to see the same thing in Junie Browning, but a lot worse. He's, a lot worse. 31, 31 years old. He, he's only 31. Yeah. That guy was, he was making a fool of himself a while ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like 23, 24. And I remember back then, I, I will give him some credit for as ridiculous as he acted. He did help kickstart the Kentucky MMA scene because. Oh, God, Sean. You he s- really did. You I'm stop. telling you, man. It, he helped because people knew what MMA was because he was on that show. A lot of people in Kentucky were just like, 
Oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? Oh, it's this. But the dude's man. got a, you know, a bunch yes. of tattoos and blonde hair. This is, does he get I will. He, he helped. I shouldn't say he helped kickstart. He helped people know what MMA is. But then they were they tuned in and they saw him. They were like, oh, let me see this guy who lives five minutes from me. And they saw what he did on the show. And they were like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't want to watch MMA anymore. And, uh, uh it was pretty rough because I did. Oh my god! I remember when I was when I trained, people were like, "Oh, isn't that what Junie Browning does?" And I was like, "Never thought I'd hear that before, that in my life." Um, he didn't fight for four years. He fought this past October. He won a fight. Actually, one of my teammates was on oh, that card. Hey. He fought and won in about three minutes. But he is five and six. He lost five straight fights. Uh, since the last he's five and six since the last, since the UFC or just he is include, oh no 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 that he includes is, his whole record he's five and six total he is two and five since the UFC Matt five and six total record two and five since the UFC yes um you see this this is this is what I'm talking about Sean right right motherfuckers four and zero from the UFC. One and oh, Titan FC. Just look at me taking over the world of pro wrestling. I'm a stallion. And they're like, yo, fuck this dude. Fuck this guy with three kids. He's never done anything reckless. He doesn't have a bunch of shitty tattoos. Just one shitty tattoo. It's, it's fucking ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Like, let's get no, it's, it's not confirmed, Matt. It's not confirmed. It's a rumor. It's... It, if they bring it's ridiculous. Gerald One Harris, time I, Gerald Harris, good choice. Junie Browning, I'm offended. I think it was 2009. One of my teammates had a fight in I want to say Indiana. Uh, yeah, Florence, Indiana, and Junie made a vented the show, and he showed up um, at weigh in smoking a cigarette and missed weight. And his opponent said, "Give me a hundred dollars. We'll call we'll call it even." Junie pulled out $100, and that was that. Junie won that fight. So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he looked, which, I mean, yeah, Ultimate Fighter's heavily edited. He like They made him look really impressive early on because he was like, hey, Dana White, what do you want me to tap this guy out with? And Dana White was like, a triangle, and then he did it. But um, they may not have shown the struggle that it took to get there. I don't know how the fight played out, but that one surprised me. That one surprised me. And he might lose first round. Hey, if he does it. Hey, just making it back to the show. Good for him. Yeah. That's the hey. thing. It, it, it all depends on what you want. Like, me personally, like, I'm very happy in what I'm doing right now, you know? Maybe, sure. like, a year from now, I'm like, I need to get back in that cage, brother. But, like, right now, it's like, I really don't feel obligated if I wanted to, I could probably fight in China whenever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't even really want to do that right now. I just, uh, I'm really digging the pro wrestling. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad Gerald Harris is getting a shot. One of the nicest guys I've I've known in MMA. I, I, hope, uh, I hope that, I hope he's on. I hope he fights Junie Browning first round and power bombs him. That would be amazing. Did you ever see the slam, his most recent slam? I have not. Oh, I got to send that to you. Um, another big news story. Mike Goldberg is done with the UFC after this Friday's UFC 207. Long-time play-by-play announcer, out of here. Now, whose decision was that, Mike Goldberg's or the UFC? I don't know. Uh, Dana White has said that he has a dream announced team that he's trying to put together. Uh, somebody with Joe Rogan. Um, I've heard it's Jim Rome from ESPN and Fox fame. That would be an interesting choice. Uh, the, the company's in cost-cutting mode, and I doubt that Jim Rome is going to cost them less money than Mike Goldberg is. But I think Mike Goldberg was making like 35000 an event. Is what it, do you think about that? Mike Goldberg gone. Uh, I don't know. The, the, this is the thing, like – the UFC kind of works like this. Like once you're getting paid what you're probably worth or, you know, you finally like making enough money where it's like it's about to make a difference in your life, they really seem to like give you the boot. 
or they try to renegotiate your contract or something. They really don't like people making that like life altering money. You know, so it's just I don't know. That's just that's just how it goes with the UFC. It's a fair assessment. You know, so it's like they they might like Mike Goldberg, they're like, Hey, we're paying him this much, but we could get this guy for maybe like ten thousand more and he brings this much more Twitter followers or this and that. He's been doing this, you know. Worst case scenario is he messes up, we bring Mike Goldberg back and we renegotiate him for less money. Yeah. UFC 207, it's Friday night, not Saturday night, you guys. Uh, we have live coverage discussion, post-fight show. I want to know your thoughts on a few of the big fights, Matt. Please. Johnny Hendricks, Neil Magny. This is an interesting fight because Johnny Hendricks... Neil Magny is way tougher than people yes. realize. He's really good. Like he's, he's really good. I've seen him. He was on a season with the Ultimate Fighter that wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't. And uh Carwin versus Nelson, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and uh and he he's he's a talented tough. He's a, he's a tough guy. Uh Hendricks very good, good overhand left, has good power, all great good fighter, great fighter, world champion, you know. A uh, big problem with Johnny though is like I don't think he has the heart in it anymore. I think he's showing up to collect the check. He's going to go back home, whatever, you know. Kind of like, and I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way, kind of like a Josh Koch check at the moment. It's like when he does fight eventually. Not saying he won't win or he won't train hard or whatever, but I feel like, you know, like if it's going into those deep rounds and that firefight, they're just going to like try to get a takedown quick or try to ride it out, you know. They're not going to try to like go guns and blazes and get that like crazy big win. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Hendricks is there for his six figure paycheck, and <clears throat> Magny's got a lot of reach on him too, and that's been a problem for for Hendricks in the past. Like and, Magny is a and Magny's got good jits, really good underestimated jits, and his like you said, his strike, his striking, his boxing, his reach is really good. Well, like I said, Hendricks has an overhand left. It's like it's kind of like a Tyrone Woodley. Like Woodley's really good too, but like if Woodley doesn't fight with all of his heart, you'll probably beat Woodley. You know, just because he needs to fight with everything he has. He has like a couple big strikes, good takedowns, a good grind, but it's not like he's gonna hit like a crazy flying heel hook or a flying knee or anything. Yeah. He, you know, it's like he's he's got his meat and potatoes, and it's the same thing with Hendricks. Magni ten and two in his last twelve fights. That's impressive. You can't, yeah. you can't ten and two. Wow, wow. TJ Dillashaw versus John Lineker. This is going to be interesting, Matt, because John Lineker has had some trouble with people that have really good footwork, and TJ Dillashaw, I don't think, has ever faced a power puncher like this before, ever. Yeah, you know. The thing with footwork is it's good and get you out of trouble, but it can also put you in really big trouble, you know, especially guys at that weight class because they don't, they don't move just to like evade and do this and do that. They just move for the hell of it. I feel like they're always bouncing, bobbing in and out, in and out. And I feel like at that weight, like the only way to get really dropped or knocked out is like by doing footwork like that and coming in and out too much and too aggressively and just getting caught. You know, and that's usually how you see it. Like at that weight class, like they'll both come flying in or one guy comes flying in while the other guy throws a straight right while he throws a hook or something, you know, and that's usually how it goes down. So, but Dillashaw is really good, but it's, it's mixed martial arts, man. The power puncher always has a chance, but then Houston Alexander, Oh, God, uh, I remember him. Dude, that guy lit MMA on fire for a minute. He did. Do you know how many like top 10 fighters were just furious? But then again, like he was knocking people out. So it's like. Yeah. Then he lost to Kimbo Slice. But, but yeah, and then like, I'll be honest, you see him like throwing a tire, like a, like a normal like Goodyear tire up a hill. And it's like, bro, it's like, come on. 
That's not where you're getting, dude. You just know to knock people out. It's just what it is. <laughs> hey, I remember that he he knocked out uh, Keith Jardine and Alessio Sakara back to back, and dude, it was looking scary. Dude, here's an Alexander for a title shot. Like he was on the cover. <laughs> he was on the cover of MMA magazines, bro. Like and dude, because he beat, he knocked out Jardine after Jardine beat up Chuck Liddell. Yep. And it's like, what do you mean? And it's like, dude. imagine, imagine the UFC. Hey, we got this guy who just beat Chuck fucking Liddell. Who are we gonna put him against? Houston Alexander. Who the fuck is that? Well, you're about to find out. Houston Alexander fought in October and won. You know, you see, the thing is about you know, I joke about the way they train or this or that, but like, he's Alexander's a dangerous dude. He like, th- yeah. like, like he can hit. He he is throwing as hard as he can when he throws, and he's athletic, so it's like he could kill you. Yeah, he could. <laughs> he could kill you. So not, ta- Cody- so not taking anything away from you, Alexander. <laughs> so don't attack me if I'm in the Midwest. We have Dominic Cruz defending the Bantamweight Championship against Cody Garbrandt. This oh. fight, a lot like the last one that I talked about, now, footwork. Is it the Cody no love? Yes. Just taking and, that from Rich Clemente, that's a bold yep. strategy. Rich Clemente, who I once saw put a full Nelson – on Melvin Gillard during a fight. Yes, he did. Yeah. Now, that, was, that was a fun fight. That was. Clemente and Gillard. So, okay, so Cody versus Dominic Cruz. I know they've been jib-jabbing a whole bunch at each other. Mainly Cruz. Mainly Cruz has just been eviscerating the poor, poor uh, sap on everything that he can. Like – Dominic Cruz, not only will he tell you that he, that you suck, Matt, he will break it down and analyze why you suck and make you go, damn, I do suck. Well, you know, he, I think that's like the job he's going for after his fighting career and with his ACLs being that of a grasshopper, he really <laughs> – How do you know how he, he really, grass- he really needs to like. He really needs to break this shit down for sure. I like Dominic Cruz. Though. The guy can fight. He can work. I think his biggest downfall his entire career is he works too hard. That's why he gets hurt all the time. I've seen him train. Pardon me. I'm googling if grasshoppers have ACLs. They don't. There's no they way. Don't. They shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't. Why shouldn't they? They, grasshoppers like, can't have knees. They they have a different like joint there. It's like spring activated. You've seen it. That's why they hop so far. Speaking of, somebody in the chat goes, Sean, who can jump higher? You or Matt? I can jump pretty high. I'm giving that one to Matt. Come I'll on, have to give that guys. one to Matt. Can you jump on top of a car? We should have a car jumping contest. I can jump on top of a lot of things, bro. Maybe like footstool i can jump pretty high but hey i would imagine you know what? i'll give this one to you i don't want nah, to- i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give that one to you matt like mine is i've got some natural you jumping ran, you ran but- track though so your your calves are probably fire oh, oh no my my calves i have tiny legs i have tiny uh i have tiny calves like just how i am i can just jump that's it. But, I mean, you're a genetic freak, dude. Let's be honest. Bro, you know, it ain't easy being the king of bros. Like, it was funny. I played in this little church basketball league. And there's always, for, there's always like, you know, you play in these church basketball leagues. And there was a player who ended up being in the NBA who was, he was still in high school. He was a senior in high school then. But he ended up playing in the NBA, Darius Miller. Uh, was a member of the Kentucky uh, national championship team and I could dunk a basketball and you know I could rebound and then somebody like that comes in and they rebound a basketball and it sounds like the air's going out of the ball and it's like oh that's yeah. what a that's what and you feel like their presence and it's like oh that's what an elite level athlete feels like it's like what that what happened well, the first time I trained with somebody from Bellator from UFC 
I was like, oh, this is what this feeling of helplessness feels like. This is how I always compare it. It's like you ever go to like the racetrack and you see like a stallion walk by, like a jockey on like one of those thoroughbred horses. And then you like go to the gym and then you see the normal guy on the treadmill, the normal guy lifting weights. And then you see a thoroughbred and you're like, I don't know what that guy does, but that guy's a fucking like stallion, you know? That's just that's just how it is. There's stallions in the world, human stallions, different sizes, different breeds. Yeah, the, like the the feeling that I got the first time that I played basketball with that dude, trained with somebody from Bellator or UFC, and I was like, "Yep, different." It's a different kind of feeling for a normal person like me. A sense of helplessness, like they can do whatever the hell they wanted. If Darius Miller wanted to jump up in the air pull his basketball shorts down and take a crap on my head and dunk on me, he probably could have done it. If he wasn't feeling the greatest, I mean, that's explosive. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Let me see if I can find this picture of him. Oh, my God. It's like we clowned the dude forever over it. But, uh, yeah, he just – oh, here it is, this poor kid. This poor kid. Look at this one. Oh, Jesus. Nards in the face. What color is his jersey? Okay. (laughs) And that's what you got. Uh, Either way. That's why I don't don't play basketball. I'm I'm pretty terrible at it. Yeah. Um, So... Who do you got in this Cruz Garbrandt fight? I, you know, I want to put money on Cruz, but they got Matt. You know, I'm a little crazy, and I got some conspiracy theories. And right now, I feel like they're just trying to push these guys with bad tattoos all over their bodies and bad haircuts. They're just pushing those hipsters. So I feel like Cody might pull off like a flash knockout stoppage and Dominic's going to be furious. Oh yeah. He he's actually been saying that like, Oh, I get it. Cody has the tattoos. He has the hair. Yada, yada. Cruz does this thing. He gets really wild at times, but I feel like it's, it's part of the game plan for him to get wild like that. I feel like he doesn't get too wild, though. He picks his openings to get wild. I'll be honest, like the way he trains, he knows when to get wild. Like, he goes – he trains hard enough where the biggest thing is he just try not to go into a fight hurt. That's his biggest yeah. thing. But I, I think he's right. And his range for the weight's really good. His footwork is extremely good. Dominic Cruz is really hard to beat. He's, he's really – he's really good. Then again, it's like – He's been around for a while. He's dealt with a lot of injuries, and you just – it's MMA. You never know. Finally, Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunes. Now, Ronda Rousey has completely shut out the media leading up to this fight. I don't have as much of a problem with that as many do, but what do you think about that? Like, after the media schedule that she kept, I don't think it's unreasonable, but I'd like to know what you think as a former fighter. I, I think she just wants to focus on this fight, get the win, and get out, get the money, get out. E- either way, like she, I, I think, I think after her last fight, the last thing she wants to do is talk shit and get beat up. And I don't think, and I don't mean this in a mean way. I, I doubt Ronda watches, but I don't, you know. But like, I don't think she wants to like talk shit and get beat up again. So I think her best bet is just to stay locked up because she can't say anything but to talk shit. So stay locked up. Don't say anything. Get ready for the fight. Do your thing. And fingers crossed, you know. And I, I hope I, I hope for the best for her. I hope she wins and then goes to pro wrestling and the four horsewomen are in WWE or whatever. Well, it'll be three. One of them's pregnant with Roderick Strong's kid. Did you know that? I think you told me. I forget stuff yeah. like that. Ah, 
People get pregnant all the time, bro. They do, unfortunately. Babies disgust me. I disgust myself for ever having been a child, Matt. Hey. The world's overpopulated so, as is. I have three kids. I'm already messing. You brought three of them into the I'm world, I'm messing man. shit up. You know, the one thing is, I'll say this. My genetics are pretty decent. My wife's genetics are pretty decent. It's like pretty, I got pretty decent I got, that family. I got some survivors here. Yeah, I, they can survive the apocalypse over here. You know, I'm, I'm, that's how I breed them. They're, I believe that they're survivors. They're strong. So Rousey Nunez, uh, I, I mentioned this on last night's show with Showdown Joe. If Nunez fights like she did against Shayna Baszler at a distance, chopping the legs down, I think it'll go really well for her. But she's a traditionally fast starter, and being a fast starter isn't usually conducive to fighting at range like that. It's more calculated. If Ronda Rousey gets her into clinch range, you, you never know what would happen there because generally everybody outside of Holly Holm that she has put into clinch range has been sent ass over tea well, kettle. Now, Ronda, well, Holly Holm just stayed completely out of clinch range and yeah. really didn't even get there. Like in and, and out, in and out striking. It, it was probably Holly Holm's best MMA fight. And let's be honest: if you go back and look at Holly Holm's first two or three MMA fights ever, whether it was it could have been Chris Cyborg or some just jobber, she fought the exact same. She fought like she was facing Ronda Rousey. There were girls she could have killed in the clinch, and she got out of the clinch with them when they would try. It's like everything was practice for Ronda Rousey. And we've really seen that like kind of bite her over the past year because she's lost two fights. Because it's almost like she wasn't prepared to fight anybody else. This is a much different situation. Ronda Rousey is back in there with an aggressive fighter. But Amanda Nunes is an American top team, and they're really good, and they can formulate really good game plans. How do you think this fight goes down? I don't know. I'm always impressed with Ronda's jiu-jitsu. You know, usually when she gets anybody to the ground, she subs them. Uh, So, I mean, we'll we'll see when that happens. I I don't know what the other girl's caliber jiu-jitsu is. And, like, and I'll be honest. Black belt. Yeah. Well, black belt doesn't mean anything. I've subbed plenty of black belts, you know. It just means they've done it long, long enough. You know, like there's doctors, and then there's really good doctors. You know, like good point. Just, just how it goes. But, uh, but R- Rhonda's really good. She's really aggressive though, too. Then again, she has some ring rust. There's a lot of variables in this fight, you know. And uh, I would say, like Rhonda, probably, especially if the other girl comes out aggressive. Rhonda's aggressive game, she she's hard to deal with, you know. But uh, but at the same time, it's been a while. You never know. It has been 13 months. I'm excited for it. It's on a Friday, guys, not a Saturday. That's a big part of Ronda Rousey not doing the media tour, Matt, is that she can't hammer that point home that much because uh, they don't want to do it New Year's Eve. Before we go, Matt, any New Year's Eve plans? Nope. New Year's Eve, I'll be flying back from Chicago. So. Damn. So I fly back the 31st. I get here at like 2 o'clock. I'll get home at like 5. P.M.? Yes. Okay. 5 p.m. Cool. Uh, yeah, I have time. I, I don't know. I don't know. I probably have something I could do. I have three kids, though, so probably won't yeah. do anything. Hmm. Right? What are you doing? Your kid, uh, me and my wife and her friend and fiance and i think maybe another couple are going to watch some damn light show i don't know i don't know but i'm going wow that sounds that sounds like trash it it is trash uh it's so much trash i'll be honest i'm married with three kids and i'm gonna do something more exciting than you Oh, yeah, you are, without a doubt. Even if uh, Even if I you're taking a shit in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. A light show, my friend. I, I, I got, I think it's at a zoo. I don't know, like Cincinnati Zoo, the one that yeah, shot the gorilla. Let's, let's torture the fucking animals of the light show. Oh, New Year's. <laughs> I hate it. 
Yeah, I get. I you guys, I was you guys are animals in Kentucky. <laughs> no, I'm good. I was asked uh, earlier this month, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And I was like, "I'd like to put this off as long as possible." So here I am, New Year's Eve. Matt, tell them where they can follow you on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> that's that's where you can follow me. At yeah. Riddle Tough Seven. Yeah, Riddle Tough Seven. You know the thing is though, I I, lo- I didn't lose. I had, my buddy has my iPhone in England. Yeah, yeah, it has my bag, has my iPhone, has all that stuff. But until then, I had this Nokia. Ooh, and this, why do you leave your phone everywhere, man? And this Nokia does not have the same technology when it comes to Twitter or Facebook. It has no. I can't use Instagram or Snapchat. Uh, the pictures are not quality, but uh, you need to get you need to get a sticker to put on your phone for every major city you leave it in, like sticker. Chicago, London. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'm not gonna come on, come on. Oh. I, How do you I, leave your phone everywhere? It's because like I'm busy and I'm doing stuff like cutting promos and wrestling and like I, and I had like. I left my backpack because I had my merch bag. So, yeah. Like I had my merch bag and blah, 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 blah. And there was, I will say this, in the last show in England, there was an altercation. I was out drinking with some fans, and I was drinking with another wrestler. I'm not going to mention any names. But Why not? I'm just not. There's no need to. But, like, this one wrestler did – Make contact with one of the civilians. Uh oh, and knocked out a tooth. Ooh, fancy in, in the streets of uh, England, on like a cobblestone street. So things got wild. Everybody was drinking hard. We were partying at a house after the bars, you know. And uh, yeah, so you know. Me losing my backpack, I was just glad I had my wallet and my passport and I could still get out of the country, you know? Damn. Because my flight was the next morning at like 10 a.m. Guys, Matt will be in Boston tonight. Crazy story. Chicago tomorrow. Challenge him to a jumping competition. If you can meet, if you can jump higher than Matt Riddle, I might buy you a, a Matt Riddle shirt, maybe. This I don't know guy- but- I don't want you throwing the the the, the competitions though. Man. He, he he's not gonna buy you a shirt. This guy is, might not even come to my wrestling match in Texas, and I've been <laughs> co-hosting a podcast with him for almost like what six months now. It's been a while. It's been it's been a while. I see you. I'm gonna try to come to it, man. I see I, really I see you more than some of my family members. That's true. That is that true. is true. That is true. I'm going to try to come to this show, Matt. I really hey, want to. Hey, whatever. Whatever, bro. <laughs> You're guilting me. I'm sick of this horse shit. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Online. Join us for UFC 207 and the post-show shiznit, you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.